What's up, everybody? My name is Jason for all those who are new to this podcast. And to everyone listening, I would like to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot to me that we have people listening all over the world because that means that the word of God is getting out and the enemy hates seeing the good news being spread around the world. And he definitely hates seeing God's people walk in victory. And that is my passion and my mission is to help encourage all of you out there listening to walk in victory. And knowing that you guys are listening encourages me to do the same. So if you would please share this podcast with others, tell them about it so that we can continue to spread God's truth. Okay, let's jump into today's message titled, Here We Go Again. Have you ever helped someone get on the right track and then you know, they're rocking it and doing so well. And then all of a sudden they get around some of those, you know, people that they used to hang around. And just like that, they start going backwards, reverting back to their old ways because they caved to peer pressure or caved to the fear of what uh, those people or old friends might say about them or how they'll treat them or etc. Christians often face this when they change their lifestyle, you know, and when they get saved and they, and they change their lifestyle and then they get around some old friends and the, you know these old friends might not share the same values obviously if they're not saved and whatnot and if people who are believers you know for example are not careful when you get around those people you can find yourself slipping back into your old way of speaking and thinking and acting so sometimes people have a change of heart because of circumstances but when those circumstances change they can sometimes revert back to the way they were before it is a classic story of let's say this popular girl who ends up uh, in circumstances that pairs her with maybe a not so popular boy and without uh, the influence of the other popular kids she realizes hey this is a nice guy i like this guy but when the circumstances change back and she gets around those popular girls or boys or kids or whatever again, she caves to the peer pressure and stops talking to that not-so-popular boy. You know, sometimes we see our brothers and sisters in Christ living in contradiction to God's Word, reverting back to their old ways or um, doing things that, you know, that they may they used to do or acting in the way they used to act and Sometimes we see them, you know, living in that direct contradiction, but we have to be willing to confront them sometimes and correct them in love, reminding them of the path God has set before them and the example that they're, that they're setting and what Jesus has called all of us to do for that matter. That's why today I want us to take a look at a passage dealing with Peter and how Paul confronts Peter and calls him out. Here you have uh, two very vocal and bold leaders of the faith going toe-to-toe, and Peter finds himself in the wrong. Galatians 2, 11-13 says, When Peter came to Antioch, I had to openly oppose him because he was completely wrong. He ate with people who were not Jewish until some men... Uh, that James had sent from Jerusalem arrived. Then Cephas, or which is what Paul referred to him as, but you know we know him as Peter. When Peter drew back 
and would not, you know, associate with people who were not Jewish. He was afraid of those who insisted that circumcision was necessary. The other Jewish Christians also joined him in the, in this hypocrisy. Even Barnabas was swept along with them. So Peter is fellowship. He he's hanging out with these guys and spending time with them, these the Gentiles, and then all of a sudden these Jews show up, and they kind of get on him, and and out of fear he. He's, he kind of caves in, and then all of a sudden he withdraws from these Gentiles and won't talk to them no more, and won't spend time with them or, or hang around them. So when I read this, it's like, you know, so here we go again. Peter was, you know, was Jewish and was accustomed to the fact that, you know, Jews didn't associate with non-Jews, and they certainly didn't eat with them or go to their house or hang out with them or whatever, but you know, bef- you know, early on, Peter only ministered to the gospel to other Jews until Jesus spoke to him and sent him to the centurion's house, Cornelius, Cornelius's house, to share the gospel with him and you know his household. Jesus showed Peter a vision that let him know he was not to call unclean what God had made clean, referring to the fact that God had made the Gentiles clean. And Peter was not to call the non-Jews unclean anymore. Peter witnessed Cornelius and his house receive salvation and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the same gift that God poured out on Peter and them on the day of Pentecost. At this point, Peter has a change of heart and begins to minister to the Gentiles, eating with them, spending time with them, enjoying fellowship with them. Peter lived free and unrestrained by the old Jewish customs uh, that that segregated them, you know, and for many years Peter freely spent time with the Gentiles until some of these Jews that James sent uh, came, and they and they came to visit, you know, Paul and the Church of Antioch, and when these Jews showed up, Peter began to waver and ultimately caved to the pressure of these other Jews and their prejudices toward the Gentiles. Now the problem was that. This was in direct contradiction to what God revealed to Peter. Peter was slipping backwards, and was and and what was worse is that in his weakness he led others like Barnabas to do the same, and this enraged Paul. In Galatians two fourteen, it says, "But I saw that they were not properly following the truth of the good news, so I told Peter in front of everyone." You're Jewish, but you live like a person who is not Jewish. So how can you insist that people who are not Jewish must live like Jews? Paul calls Peter out for his hypocrisy right in front of everyone, as he should have because Peter was wrong. The same fear that caused Peter to deny Jesus was now causing him to cave to the prejudices uh, of these other Jews. Peter had been living free from the restraint of the Jewish customs that were antiquated, according to Jesus. Uh, Jesus had shown him that salvation had been extended to the Gentiles, and he was not to separate himself from them anymore. Instead, he was to share the good news with everyone and minister to all who would listen. Paul goes on on a rant, uh, setting the record straight, and it continues well into Galatians chapter 3. Paul reminds Peter, along with others listening, that we are saved by faith in Jesus 
and what he did on the cross. Not by obeying the laws of Moses. He even reminds them that Abraham believed God and that faith served as the basis for God's approval you know, of Abraham. And God had always intended for salvation to extend to the Gentiles when he told Abraham that all the nations of the world would be blessed through him. Paul reminds us that it is through Christ alone that we have salvation, not through our works, not through obeying any kind of laws and stuff like that. It is through Christ alone, through the bloodshed of Christ and our faith in him and what he did on the cross that saves us. It is through the work of the cross that man was offered redemption. And Jesus died for all, for everyone, Jew and Gentile, every race, every nation, every nation of people. He died for us all. In John 10, 16, you see that, it, that this was Jesus' plan all along. He always intended for the message of salvation to go out to every nation. And he let them know that while he was you know, still with them during his ministry. In John 10, 16, it says, And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Jesus is telling his early disciples, which this would have been a huge stumbling block, by the way, for the Jews at that time. Because Jesus was saying, hey, this fold, talking about Israel and the Jewish people, and he's saying, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold, talking about the Gentiles. And how he's going he's gonna to bring the Gentiles into the flock. And there will be one flock, Jew and Gentile mixed together, and one shepherd. You know, we all have the same opportunity to put our faith in Jesus. He makes no separation. We are one flock with one shepherd. When, when he went to the cross, you were on his mind. And that didn't matter what race or what uh, nationality or whatever you wherever you were from it didn't matter you were on his mind when you read galatians 2 11 through 13 you can't help but think here we go again peter peter come on dude do we really need to go down this road again with the caving to fear or completely forgetting what jesus showed and told you but you know aren't we like peter sometimes Peter was known for focusing on human concerns and not the concerns of God. You know, remember, Jesus called him out for that before, and here we are again. Peter is caught up in human concerns and not what Jesus wants him to be concerned with. How often do we find ourselves caught up in worldly human concerns because we lost focus on the things God wants us to be concerned with? fear and worry, peer pressure, our own desires, our own will. There are many things that the enemy will take advantage of to use against us, to sidetrack us, and even cause us to lead others in the wrong direction. We can't let him win. The only way we can stay on track and stay focused on the concerns of God is to stay in his word, walk with him daily, spend time with him, renew your mind daily. But if you find yourselves in a position like Peter where you are slipping backwards, reverting back to your old way of thinking or acting, embracing God's, you know, embrace God's correction. Because if you walk with him and you start going backwards, he will call you out. So embrace it and regain your focus on what matters. Don't fight him. 
or trying to justify yourself. Just surrender and let him have his way with you. Remember, he is a merciful, gracious, and loving God who cares deeply for you. But sometimes we get off track and his love will hunt us down to bring us back where we need to be. God didn't give up on Peter. Peter got back on track and fulfilled his purpose. God won't give up on you either. Peter didn't, you know, Peter did some amazing miracles, healing people, raising a little girl from the dead, and he made mistakes and stumbled in his faith like so many of us do. But the Bible says he, that God is faithful to forgive us. We need each other because we are not perfect. Peter needed to hear that from Paul. And we need to hold each other accountable and be willing to speak up when necessary. In love, of course. Peter and Paul were two giants in the early church, but they, ha- they had to hold each other accountable. We are one flock with one shepherd, not Baptist or Pentecostal or whatever you know, denomination. If you belong to Jesus, we are one flock and we all live to honor him who gives us life. And to, fi- and to fulfill the purpose he gave each of us according to his plan. No one is better than the other, and all come to him because he calls them, and they surrender to him and are made new through him and the bloodshed on the cross. Thank you, Lord, for your word. I am reminded that sometimes we get off track and, and need to be called out in love. I pray, Lord, that if we get off track and stumble in our faith and mission, that you would send a Paul our way. I pray that we would receive your correction with humility. And likewise, Lord, if you provoke us to go to our brother or sister in faith to correct them in love, I pray that you would give us not only uh, the courage to do it, but the love and grace that is needed for that moment and that person. Use us, Lord, to not only spread the message of the gospel, but to encourage one another in the faith. Give us the grace to lift each other up and the love to step in and be there for each other when we are struggling. Bless your people, God, and fill us with your mercy, grace, forgiveness, and unfailing love. Let us be a light, a flame that burns for you, and we will be faithful to give you all the glory and praise. Amen.